We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Napa A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Tuesday Roto Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Latarski, joined today by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, please give John a follow at Johnny McKex and give me a follow at Jakeski52. John, to get things going today, DFS knows no real life record. So, <laughs> what are your favorite DFS players to use that play on terrible teams? Well, I'm going to have to go with uh, Adam Duvall here. He's been kind of one of the breakout. Uh, great stories of of the early part of the season. You know, uh, he's over 20 home runs now, I think, or close to it. Uh, playing on a Reds team that that is uh, pretty pathetic on the field for the most part, but I don't think it's necessarily due to their bats so much as it mm-hmm. is their pitching, and I think that's kind of what gets them into trouble uh, on pretty much any given day. But Duvall has always been a very uh, solid play and like last night he was down to like 2200 just because of Arietta going uh and Duvall ended up putting up over 20 FanDuel points so that was like a like kind of a reassuring thing that Duvall is able to you know 
kind of step up to the competition, even if he is on a pretty terrible team. How about you? Yeah, right on. Well, I just like Duvall. He's back up to 3,400 tonight. And, yeah, you've got Reds, very inconsistent starting pitching, probably the worst bullpen in the oh, league. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Duvall's been a bright spot, 21 homers, 53 RBIs, and we're almost two weeks away from the All-Star break. So way to go. He should probably be representing the Reds here so, uh, at the All-Star game this year. My guy's going to be Corey Dickerson of the Rays. Most Definitely because he's almost always found under 3,000, which mm-hmm. is nice. So you get him at 27, 28. I think he's 2,900 tonight. And I really dig him against any type of... Uh any type of right-handed pitching in general, especially if you get a, if you get a relatively poor option, and of course the Rays are going to be able to bring that tonight, going up against Rick Porcello, typically a round ground ball type player. Maybe maybe Dickerson can take him deep once. Of course, Rays are thirty-two and forty-three. Reds a little bit worse, twenty-nine and forty-eight. So right. hey, bad teams. DFS knows no record here. Exactly. Let's jump into the Tuesday slate, John. We've got 15 games on the evening slate, over 57,000 entries in Tuesday's MLB squeeze. Uh, you can get yourself, I believe it's 15K for a top finish in that. Not bad for a $3 entry here. But before we go on to tournaments like that, let's talk about cash games. You're playing a 50-50. You're playing a head-to-head. Uh, your double-ups, triple-ups even. You need a safe starting pitcher. Who are you looking at on Tuesday night, John? Well, in looking at kind of who we have here, we got the top tier guys, you know, John Lester against the Reds, Corey Kluber against the Braves, Zach Greinke against the Phillies, and uh, Hamels against the Yankees. And once you get kind of beyond that, you're really kind of just throwing a dart and seeing what sticks. But I'm going to go with Corey Kluber uh, with that. He's on the road in NL Park against the Braves. The Braves haven't been as terrible at, at the plate lately as you might think. Uh, they're kind of middle of the pack in most stats uh, that we pay attention to over the last two weeks. But, I mean, Kluber has been on fire over his last five starts. He's got 36 strikeouts and 36 innings in those five starts. So he's going seven-plus in each of those starts, uh, getting about a, one strikeout per inning. Uh, he's gone uh, six innings or more in four of those starts. He's got two complete games in that stretch. Uh, and also, I mean, you know he's going to have that uh, run support behind him because the Indians, I don't think there's a hotter team in baseball right now. So couple all those factors together, Braves just aren't very good. So I really like the Indians to, to get the win here, and I think Kluber obviously is going to get that win bonus. Uh, so I'm going to go with him at 10,800. Yeah, now the Braves' offense has maybe looked a little better based on the eye test because Freddie Freeman's starting to heat up. Right. You know, I always look at uh, some some metrics like weighted on base percentage, and over the last 30 days, Braves actually checking it dead last, 288. So uh, And uh, the also have the worst weight, weighted runs created plus, which is just another all-around offensive metric, and I think very much you can see uh, Kluber having success against them. Yep. In a similar sense, uh, you know, I... I, I Put those metrics down for the last 30 days, and the third worst weighted on base percentage is the Phillies, who also have the second worst weighted runs created plus. So because of that, I'm looking for Zach Greinke tonight at home. You save a couple hundred dollars. Now, John Lester seems to be the choice on paper just because he's going to be one of the biggest Vegas favorites, even though it's a road start. Uh, John Lester been pretty solid this year, but I'm going to go ahead and, and buy into the Zach Greinke resurgence tonight. I think the Phillies have been overall dreadful enough yep. and and you get the home start and, and the diamondbacks are going to be favored in this one uh by quite a bit it looks like minus 200 favorites for nice. arizona so you can't really go wrong there uh, i'm going to go ahead and uh, put my vote behind 
Zach Grinke here on Tuesday night. Let's move on to hitters, John. We'll take this position by position. A lot of good options tonight because there's a lot of terrible pitching, let's face it here. So uh, where can you find value behind the plate, a catcher this evening? Yeah, because there's so much bad pitching tonight, you, you're going to want to get some expensive bats into your lineup. But to, in order to do that, especially if you're also going to have Kluber, you're going to need to get some really, really uh, bottom bottom like bargain barrel type guys and I think Robinson Chirinos uh catcher for the Rangers at 2100 in Yankee Stadium is about as good of a punt play with upside as you're going to find here uh now he only has nine at bats against lefties this season because he missed a good portion of the start of the season uh and he only has two hits in those nine at bats uh but both of them have been home runs uh and he's going against Sabathia who really had kind of a nice run uh in like May, uh, he was looking kind of like he had refound how, rediscovered how to pitch, really. Uh, but going against the Rangers, I just don't think that he's going to be able to to shut that offense down at all. Torinos is he's going to be hitting towards the bottom third of the order because they have so many uh, big bats. But with that, he could have some ducks on the pond ahead of him uh, to get on base. And I think you know he's got that power potential as well, and sort of a hitter's park. So at twenty one hundred, I'm going to go with Torinos. Yeah, another uh, potential value play on the slate tonight. First of all, I like Chirinos enough. I mean, if you're going to punt catcher, that's the perfect way to do it. I'm going to pay up a couple more hundred dollars, go after Sandy Leone from the Red Sox. Switch hitter going up against Chris Archer, who, I mean, normally solid, but, you know, some hit or miss this year. And it's a limited sample size, but Leone does have an OPS over 1,200 uh, since he's been called up this year. So another punt type play at 2,400. Also, I can't really argue if you want to go back to Wilson Contreras at 3,100. He's been carrying a lot of fantasy teams as a value play. Now that he's finally over 3,000, you kind of have to pick your spots a little bit with him. He's not necessarily a lock last night, but even at 3,000, he was... 20% 20% owned in the squeeze on Monday night. So that's quite a, that's really high ownership. Uh, yeah. I just know that because I happen to enter that myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, I couldn't argue with him, but again, you're going to want to go to rotowire.com and check out those daily lineups pages just to confirm Contreras. He's been getting spots in left field and catcher. So there's a lot of ways uh, that he can do that, especially with uh, Miguel Montero having ca- caught three games. Right. Now it'll, it'll be David Ross tonight because Lester is pitching for mm-hmm. the Cubs. So you'll have to see Contreras maybe getting a start in left field. So a uh, situation worth monitoring. There is an extra outfit field spot available with Dexter Fowler on the DL here but first base John it's a position that uh, you're going to want to pay up for on most evenings and are you going to go ahead and do that on Tuesday night uh, yeah I'm paying up big time I'm, I'm going to go with Edwin Encarnacion at 4800 and he actually is going to cost you more than the pitcher he's facing tonight and Eddie Butler who I believe is at like 4600 so Encarnacion he gets the course field adjustment obviously so he's close to 5000 uh, but you know this isn't something that you really need to overthink he's going to get last night he had two home runs and it was against arguably the Rockies' best pitcher in John Gray. Uh, tonight he gets Butler, who is uh, a lot worse. He's got a 9.7 ERA at home with six home runs and 21 innings. So uh, I definitely think the ball is going to be flying out. I think we're going to kind of see a, maybe a little bit of a reverse result uh, from last night where the Rockies were able to really stack some runs on the Blue Jays. I think tonight the Blue Jays are going to come out swinging uh, I think they're going to put up a lot of runs, and I think Encarnacion is going to be, be a really huge part of that. So, you know, I know that 4,800 can scare people off, but, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, he, he's 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 a higher price than, than the pitcher he's going against. Like, that's how bad the pitcher <laughs> is. So yeah. I, just don't ever think it. Encarnacion, 4,800. Yeah, it's a great matchup for Edwin tonight. There's no reason he can't put a couple more out. And, I mean, there's 
that game's the over-under is 12 for a reason. It's <laughs> yeah. by far the highest on the slate. And our, our partners over at Inside Edge also like uh, Encarnacion as the top overall hitter on the entire day here. So uh, definitely not alone in that, John. So I, although I do like Encarnacion, I'll offer up a value play for uh, those those folks that want to use Lester and Grinky and those type of people and you need right. to save some money at first base. I'm going to be big on Deho Lee tonight. He's only 2600 Just an awesome pick. Uh, he mashes left-handed pitching this year. And he gets to go against John Neese and John Neese is a lefty that when he's on the road yields a 431 weighted on base percentage to right-handed hitters uh, Juan Carlos Blanco pointed that out in his FanDuel preview today I thought that was an awesome stat that needed to be recognized here so Deho Lee for 2600 you can't really go wrong there here but let's move on to the Keystone John who are you rolling with at second base I'm going to go with uh, Brian Dozier of the Twins here at 3,500 versus Quintana, Jose Quintana, the left-hander. And Dozier's really been on fire lately. He's been hitting out of the cleanup, cleanup spot, so you really like that. And uh, he has eight ex- or one extra base hit in each of his last eight games. So, you know, he's definitely locked in at this point. Uh, he struggled some against Quintana in his career. Uh, he has a 189 average against him in 37 at-bats. But I think he can buck the trend tonight with how he's, with how he's swinging the bat. Uh, he hits an even 300 against left-handers this season with a 540 slugging. Uh, and like I said, he's going to be hitting cleanup tonight. So I think all those factors together at 3,500, it's not cheap, but it's not breaking the bank. I'm going to go with Dozier here. Speaking of DFS players on bad teams, I mean, you've got you got the Twins here pretty much uh, the worst of the worst, 24 and 51 on the year. Really? So could have fit the uh, opening question tonight. I'm actually going to go down in price a little bit, offer up a slightly cheaper option at second base, and I'm going to go to Logan Forsyth of the Rays. Now, he almost hit 38 FanDuel points last night, yet he remains at 2,800. His price is unchanged, and, of course, he gets, uh, he gets the Red Sox once again and Rick Porcello. probably leading off you know you want to double check that on the rotowire lineups page like i'll recommend quite frequently but it's something that you're going to want to keep an eye on and at 2800 i just don't think that you can go wrong with forsyth so i'm putting him back in my lineup tonight after he was successful for me last night here i pick a lot all right what about the hot corner though john typically a higher priced position but uh where are you looking to fill the void tonight? I'm going to go with kind of a mid-tier option here. I'm going to go with Luis Valbuena of, of the Astros at 2,900 uh, in Los Angeles or Anaheim, going against Tim Lincecum and the Angels. Uh, Valbuena moved up to second in the order uh, last night, and he responded by getting on base four times, three hits and a walk. So I really like that. If that trend continues Tuesday, I'm absolutely locking him in because he's going to have – Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa hitting behind him uh, with the bonus of, of George Springer possibly getting on base in front of him. I mean, that's just a ton of run potential. And he's going to be going up against Tim Lincecum, who I just don't think is ready to go deep into a game. And with that, you know, not only does that mean that the Astros are probably going to be tagging Lincecum early and often, maybe chase him after four innings, then they get to that uh, really terrible Angels bullpen that that just kind of coughed up another Matt Shoemaker win last mm-hmm. night, much to my uh, chagrin as a as a Shoemaker owner in several season-long leagues. You know, just watching that is is painful to watch. I mean, the, the Angels just can't seem to figure out in the back end. So I think the, the Astros are going to push a lot of runs across tonight, and I think Valbuena, uh, especially if he's uh, hitting second in the order, is going to be a really nice play here at 2,900. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not many bullpens are as dreadful as the one in Cincinnati, but, uh, you know, give the Angels, they're they're slowly approaching that that Mm -hmm. type of territory there. (laughs) Uh, For third base, for me, I think it's the night where you have to pay up at the hot corner. Uh, 
And with that, I would say that although Nolan Arenado is tempting at 4,500, I'm going to go back to Chris Bryant. I mean, he had uh, one of the best games in the modern era last night, and I know you can't really expect another 82 FanDuel points, but at 4,200, somehow his price hasn't gone up one bit. He's red hot. It's the same ballpark. It's the same team with the same terrible bullpen in Cincinnati, and he gets a lefty in John Lamb tonight. So I think uh, I I can't believe the price hasn't gone up even past Arenado, I guess there's the Coors Field factor there. But I think Chris Bryan's about as chalk as it gets this evening. Also, a couple other options to throw out there for you if you do want to use a top-price pitcher. Adrian Beltre at 3300 I think that's pretty solid against CC Sabathia. He gets the platoon matchup there. I also don't mind Anthony Rendon. He's only 2700 Somehow his price has fallen because he's facing Matt Hardy. Or Matt, Matt Harvey, excuse me, but he's 6 for 17 against Harvey, so I don't think that that's a bad option. Yeah, either. I was looking at Rendon as well. That's a really nice play mm-hmm. pick as well in the cheaper options. If you're looking for quote unquote value, I think Rendon's the guy to go with here. What about shortstop, though, uh, John? I'm going to go with Didi Gregorius here at 2,700, going against Texas at home, going against Cole Hamels. Uh, and now when Didi is going against a lefty, uh, he needs at least a, some consideration for your lineup because he's hitting 375 with an 881 OPS against southpaws compared to a 258 average with a 685 OPS against right-handed pitching. So he's at home against Cole Hamels. Hamels has definitely been a lot tougher on the road than he has been at home, but I think part of that is just because his home park is kind of a bandbox. But I think, you know, Gregorius, he's going to be hitting – Middle third, maybe bottom third of the order, but I mean those number those splits against lefties are are too tempting for me to to stay away, and it's a position where I'm I'm not really going to be paying up tonight shortstop wise. So twenty seven hundred is kind of just like a nice uh, that'll help you fit other bigger pieces into your lineup while also kind of giving you some upside there. So 2700 for Gregorius, I'll take it. Yeah, right on. I mean, shortstop's a position where I kind of want to uh, pay up for tonight, but I can very much see trying to squeeze some value out of Gregorius getting your piece of that baseball game tonight. So, you know, when I said pay up, I'm looking towards a guy like Corey Seager, give him a lefty-righty matchup against Chase Anderson in a hitter-friendly ballpark. You know, the Dodgers, he's essentially the Dodgers' best offensive player in terms of war you know of mm-hmm. course Clayton Kershaw is the best and uh yeah I'm gonna go to Corey Seager tonight but if you are looking for value I'm gonna use Javi Baez in a lot of places as well he's less than 3,000 I think he's a vital part of almost any Cubs stack of course you're gonna want to make sure he's gonna be in the lineup but against the lefty in John Lamb at Great American Ballpark I'm I'm thinking that Baez is a lock to start and probably a safe bet to get uh get you some value there Agreed. All right. What about the outfield, John? We each have a few options kind of written down uh, from the higher price guys to some value options. So take it from the top. You got an option coming from your Baltimore Orioles. Yep. I got to do at least one Oriole every week, it seems like. And th- tonight it's going to be Adam Jones at 3,600 going against the Padres. Uh, you know, so you got the Petco Park factor but that doesn't necessarily scare me as much as maybe it used to and he's going against a guy in Eric Johnson uh, who came over to the Padres in that James Shields trade and those guys have pitched uh, extremely similarly uh, since since that trade occurred and what that means is both have been absolutely terrible you know what <laughs> if he's pitching if your comparison for Johnson is James Shields the recent James Shields you know that this guy's in in big trouble so uh, he has the second highest home rate home run rate allowed amongst pitchers with at least 10 innings pitched uh, this month he's made three starts but he's only made it 14 and two-thirds innings in those starts uh, so he's allowing 4.3 home runs per nine uh, and then 
I'm going to take that and then look at how Adam Jones has just been on a tear of late, and he's really locked in. Uh, he His hard hit rate is at 50% over the last two weeks, which means more often than not he's get, he's making hard contact, more so than medium or soft contact. So hitting at the top of that order, uh, I think he's going to tag Eric Johnson uh, big time. I think, you know, obviously that, that Coors game and the Reds-Cubs game are two games that really you want to kind of stack up on. But this one is kind of under the radar. I think it's mm-hmm. one that uh, you can definitely profit off of. So Jones at 3,600. I'm going to do that. Uh, and then on the in, staying in that game, the Orioles have Ubaldo Jimenez on the mound. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think putting at least one or two Padres in, probably a prudent move. I'm going to go with uh, Melvin Upton. Uh, he's He's got an apor- affordable price tag uh, for an outfielder at 3,200. Uh, somehow Ubaldo managed to put a competent start together against uh, the Padres last week, but I just don't see that They'll happening figure it on out the road. This time, probably. Yeah, I think yeah they're they're probably licking their chops uh, waiting for tonight. So I think Upton he hits like fifth in the lineup, and he's just been locked in over the last two weeks. Uh, he's slashing three fifty four, three sixty seven, six hundred with four home runs and four steals. So not only does he have a little bit of uh, pop back in his bat, but he's always a threat to steal or, t- or swipe an extra base. So 3,200, I'll take him. And then uh, my big value play, I guess, would be Oswaldo Arcia at 2,100 of the Rays going against uh, Boston and Rick Porcello. Now, when he got DFA'd by the Twins, a lot of the Twins beat writers were just kind of like, man, He's just going to figure it out somewhere else. He's, this mm-hmm. is a big mistake on, on the part of the Twins. And, uh, I mean, obviously it's a very limited sample size so far, but Arcia seems to be really enjoying the change of scenery. Uh, mm-hmm. He's strung together back-to-back three-hit performances with four extra base hits in those two games. Uh, you'll need to double-check in th- that he's in the lineup, but as a left-handed back going against uh, a righty and Rick Porcello, I think he will be. And then also you got to watch uh, for Corey Dickerson's status in the lineup, maybe like, Oswaldo Arcia takes his spot because Dickerson's got a bit of a bulky thumb right now, mm-hmm. and obviously that affects how you swing the bat. So maybe they give him an extra day off and plug in the hot bat of Arcia. So make sure he's in the lineup at a 2100. He's a nice way to save you some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rotowire lineups page, I keep pushing it, but free on rotowire.com, fastest lineups around out there. So if you're going to use a guy like Arcia, Go ahead and check it out first, and and that would be a great bet. Uh, For me personally, uh, the outfielders that I like tonight, uh, I'm going to go to Giancarlo Stanton, who's back up to 3,900, and I never thought I'd say this two weeks ago, but Stanton is 9-for-19 with two home runs against Pelfrey. I think it's a great way to get your hand there. Um, As far as getting a piece of that over-under of 12 in that Coors Field game, I don't mind Brandon Barnes at 3,200. That's a about as cheap of a share of that game as you're going to get. So exactly. even if you don't have enough money to pay up for cargo and guys like that, uh, Barnes is a decent option. I, would, I don't mind Denard Span 3,000, gets the platoon matchup against Kendall Graveman. Um, also, Brian Brents, if he starts for the Red Sox, he's 2,000. So if you need a punt option, you can check that out too. I, I do like Corey Dickerson against Porcello, but again, watch that thumb injury. He exactly. was my mention earlier in the show for... Uh, I guess my favorite player to use on a bad team just because he's came up big for me a few times. Maybe it just happens to be the days that I play, or maybe I have a, a Corey Dickerson sixth sense. But uh, <laughs> I, I'd, lo- I'd, I'd put him in against Porcello if he's playing, and the thumb's not a big deal here. But out of all those hitters, all those pitchers, John, you got to pick one chalk play for the day, the guy that's going to be used in almost all of your lineups and that you recommend doing the same 
to our you, our listeners here, uh, who's your chalk play today, John? Got to go with Ed Wing, man. Uh, he's going to be doing the the parrot strut across, around the bases tonight at least once. Uh, I mean, I think that's about as bankable as it gets in my eyes. Uh, just course field, uh, huge, awesome lineup, and a just a terrible pitcher he's going against. So mm-hmm. I think for me it's a no-brainer. It's Encarnacion. Yeah, I mentioned Chalk when I talked about Chris Bryant earlier today, and not to discount Encarnacion by any means. I think it's a great play, but I'm going to take $600 less and lock in Chris Bryant tonight. Same price as last night, same ballpark, red hot. He gets a lefty. Just to reiterate, I'll be back on Chris Bryant right Tuesday on. night. So I guess related to that, do you have a favorite stack on the entire day? Okay, well, if, you, if you're going to... Well, I, I would say that like the Rockies and the Blue Jays game, mm-hmm. kind of an obvious one. So I'll go off the beaten path a little bit. I think if you get some exposure to the Baltimore-San uh, Diego game, if you get some Baltimore uh, sluggers, or if you get a guy like Will Myers, Matt Kemp, or Upton going against Ubaldo, that, that's pretty solid. And I think you can also find some value mm-hmm. in that Rangers versus Yankees game. Solid. I mean, that Baltimore-San Diego game, over-unders 8.5. I mean, we do have kind of a pitcher-friendly park in Petco, but you've got Ubaldo Jimenez and a 6.97 ERA against Eric Johnson and an 8.54 ERA. Oh. It's surprising to see, I don't know if the ballpark's bringing that down so much, but I could see 12 runs being scored in this game very that's easily. So that's kind of a sneaky, under-the-radar type stack where you're not going to have to pay up a ton for it. Kind of like the Philly stack I tried to recommend yesterday here. But tonight, for me, I'm going with the Cubs stack. Cubs right-handers, especially against John Lamb. Uh, I mean, the Cubs have the number five weighted on base percentage in the league against left-handed pitching, 343. I might phase, or I'm sorry, not phase, but fade Rizzo with the lefty-lefty matchup. Yep. But guys like Bryant and Baez and anybody else that I can get work in, uh, Zobrist, even if I can afford it, like that type of thing, I'm going to go all in on the Cubs because this is a pretty big uh, I mean, just a huge game. I mean, the over-under on this game is 8.5, and and you've got a game where John Lester's pitching. So, you know, you figure he gives up two runs, two, three runs. I guess, I mean, the Reds' offense is pretty decent, but I I would take the over on this game big time, and I'm going to take the Cubs stack on FanDuel tonight. So just a recap of the over-unders. We got Happen and the Blue Jays against Butler and the Rockies at 12. No surprises there. We mentioned that already. Another sneaky one that we didn't talk about a ton, I did refer uh, to Stanton, but we've got Adam Conley and the Marlins against Mike Pelfrey and the Tigers over under 9.5 on that game. And then you've got the Dodgers and uh, the young Julio Urias against Chase Anderson and the Brewers over under 9 on that game. And then there's a handful of games with 8.5. So uh, potential sneaky stack options if you're looking for it there. MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 so anyone can play. I mean, hey, FanDuel even has $1 single-entry contests, which are some of my favorite types of tournaments to enter. So, lot. I mean, there's something for everyone on FanDuel tonight, especially when you've got a big 15-game slate. Getting home from work late, that's okay. Play a late slate, you'll be good to go. But FanDuel has got you covered here. I mentioned in the beginning of the show, John, that we've got 57,000 entries in Tuesday's MLB Squeeze. A $3 entry can win you fifteen grand. So for a big tournament like that, you got to go a little bit off the beaten path with your pitchers. You've got an intriguing option tonight. Uh, you want to let our listeners know? Oh, man. Uh, the way you led that in it made me feel worse and worse about this pick. But uh, we'll see how it goes here. I'm going to go with uh, Chase Anderson of the 
of the Brewers at 6,600 mm-hmm. going against the Dodgers. Now, I know that Anderson got absolutely tagged in his last start, which uh, coincidentally came against the Dodgers, but uh, that was on the road where Anderson has really struggled. And uh, Craig Cancel uh, managed to kind of give him uh, some extra days off in between between starts. So he's going to be going on extra rest, so he's going to be fresh. And he's actually been pretty competent at home with a mm-hmm. 3.74 ERA and a 3-2 record. And the Dodgers have been pretty middling on the road this year, ranking in the bottom third uh, in the league in uh, road OPS. So I don't love the strikeout upside here, and usually that's kind of something that I think about a lot when it comes to tournament-type uh, pitchers. You know, like this g- guy X is going against a tough team or he's on a bad team but he's he's missing a lot of bats chase anderson probably isn't going to give you that but i mean the the dodgers like i said kind of a middling offense i think it's one that uh the names can kind of uh override your perception of how Mm -hmm. they're actually performing adrian gonzalez that type of deal right uh so pretty much seager and turner are the only guys that i would personally worry about in that lineup right now Mm -hmm. so if he can get if can get to that middle and bottom of the order, I think he can really uh, kind of cruise along tonight. And, you know, they're going to be going against Julio Urias, uh, who, you know, he's 19, going on the road. You don't know how deep into the games he's he's going to go. He's looked better in each start for the most part. But, you know, the Brewers' offense is actually very respectable, and they got some serious right-handed power going against mm-hmm. that lefty. So I think Anderson might get a little bit more run support than people might think as well. So I'm going to go with him, 6,600. Maybe you know, just kind of bank on the fact that people will be scared off by using a Brewers pitcher against the Dodgers. Yeah, the money line in this game is quite surprising to me. The Dodgers are minus 137 road favorites. That seems like a little bit odd. Uh, fortunately, we'll be in Vegas in about 10 days here. Uh, and you know, if I had the opportunity, I'd be going ahead and betting on the Brewers in this one yep. just to uh, hopefully make a little bit of back there. But, I mean, Urias, he's been obviously very highly touted but he hasn't quite shown it a ton in the majors this year so that is a little bit surprising to me why the money lines like that and i could see there being a little bit of profit potential with anderson in that matchup yeah, tonight just like he hasn't been efficient in my opinion the, mm-hmm. the times i've gotten to watch his starts uh it seems like teams are able to foul off a ton of his pitches or make him work deep into counts so you know he he's at 60 plus pitches through three innings or something like that mm-hmm. it, it feels like each time so you you kind of feel like the clock is ticking on his outing by the time he takes the hill for like the fourth inning yeah speaking of young pitchers with uh sometimes shaky command i guess at times my turn he played tonight is going to be lucas giolito 7200 i'm really big on him I'm, I'm a dynasty owner of giolito and i've been waiting his call up for quite some time he gets the mets and matt harvey and nonetheless the nationals are minus 110 home favorites even with a rookie on the mound so i like that i really like giolito's stuff i mean 23 percent strikeout rate in the minors this year again kind of throws a lot of pitches but he certainly has that strikeout upside against a Mets team that has in the last 14 days the third worst weighted on base percentage in baseball it's under 300 this Mets team cannot buy a hit lately they've only scored uh, more than four runs I think once in the last 10 games so Mm -hmm. not there's not much blow up potential there I think the cards are in line to lock in Giolito I will use I'll use him in probably quite a few tournaments tonight just because I'm very confident in what he brings to the table and also Matt Harvey's been a little bit better Better, but I just don't see him getting much run support tonight. And uh, I mean, I'm giving Giolito the nod in all of my tournaments tonight. However, going to want to watch the weather a little bit in that game. Uh, I, we do have a 66% chance of rain. Um, so there's a decent chance of showers and possibly thunderstorms resulting in a delay there. So 
double check the weather in that Harvey Giolito matchup as well as if you're using any hitters. The other uh, weather-related thing worth watching here is going to be the uh, Rangers and the Yankees. We had that super long rain delay last night right before the ninth inning. I was actually super confused by that on FanDuel. I'm like, it's been the top of the ninth for like three hours now. What the (laughs) heck is happening? There are no runs. But eventually, uh, after I woke up this morning, I figured out what was going on there. Um, Did you happen to see any of the Joe Girardi tweets on on Twitter? Like, uh, he was like the number four trending thing and it was always like you know joe girardi doesn't eat the crust on his pizza uh you know that like just all sorts kind of, of like funny hunter st- pence tweets from a couple yeah, years back yeah, like exactly hunter pence like has that. a blockbuster card that kind of thing um yeah so those are just, great i would check those out i mean i'm sure they're still floating around so if you yeah. got some downtime today a very comical situation in new york last night but there is another slight chance of rain forecast io just says eight percent but uh, one of our writers that looks through all the weather seems to think that there's going to be a likely likely delay tonight so i'd keep an eye on that uh cleveland and atlanta tiny chance as well as colorado about roughly the same chance it's not perfectly clear skies there Mm -hmm. but chances are those games still get played on tuesday night well thank you for listening to the rotowire daily fantasy baseball podcast brought to you by fanduel the leader in one day fantasy sports remember that first time fanduel users that make a deposit of 25 dollars or more via rotowire can get six months of complimentary access to check out rotowire.com on your own though just go to rotowire.com slash pod that's rotowire.com slash pod we'll hook you up with our free 10 days of access to check out your lineups try out our optimizer you know read a lot of our articles a lot of quality dfs content down there with a lot of new features on the way once again i'm jake letarski you can follow me on twitter at jakeski52 and i'm john mckechnie you can follow me on twitter at johnny mckex the rotowire daily fantasy sports podcast will return wednesday with benny riccardi and james seltzer it's true that some things change as we get older but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia brain fog moodiness and weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.